What's up, folks? We are back for episode 32 of 18, a Minnesota Twins baseball podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be breaking down some potential Twins lineups uh, for um, for opening day of 2023 and maybe a few for beyond. Um, but first, as always, I'm your host, Joe. Follow me on Twitter at 18TwinsPodcast. And... Let's get started. Anyway, so, um, uh, one thing I want to clear up first. Last episode, I said there were 18 questions. Um, I'm pretty sure there were 17, but, you know, not that anybody's counting. Um, so, uh, I was, here's what, well, here's how this lineup thing is going to work. I have, this is opening day. These first five are. They, my pitcher is Lopez, catcher Vasquez, first base Kirloff, second base Polanco, shortstop Correa, third base Miranda, left field Gallo, center field Bucks, and right field Kepler, DH Larnick. I, who knows, it might change a little bit. I want to make sure, uh, I, I'm assuming Kepler's on the team right now, uh, since I, I'm just making this team as it is right now. Um, and I really didn't know who to DH, so I just picked Larnick. Note, this is not for any specific matchup or anything like that. And, yeah, that was not my lineup, by the way. That's just the order of positions. Anyway, so my first lineup. This is, I don't know what they even call this lineup. Um, this is an option. I'm not sure, you know, I think this is the... Typical favorite, the 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 typical Twins fan favorite. This is this will be their favorite lineup. Leading off Buxton. I the thing about leading off Buxton is I struggle or I don't want to diminish that power and get you know lead, winning the leading the game off at one to nothing is satisfying, but it's also leading the game off three to nothing is super satisfying as well. So I'm not sure how much I like the idea of Buxton starting, especially with his swing and miss ability. It'd be nice to get some of that base running uh, situation uh, on the on the field quickly. Um, but you know, I'm not sure how that's gonna look. Uh, I, it's just an interesting first pick. Second or second batter, Jorge Polanco. Um, you know, I think. So, I believe 2019, Polanco is most of the time the two-hitter. I really like Polo as a two-hitter. It might just be me reminiscing on the 2019 days. But I feel like the, that's a solid spot for him. I also think Correa is solid for number two. Um, but, you know, uh, Polanco, he gets on base. He He's a good hitter. And if Buxton gets on second after he takes a walk and then steals, uh, I think we can trust Polanco to drive him in on that. Number three. Carlos Correa. So Correa last year, um, he was great. For, I mean, you know, he's Carlos Correa. We we know about Carlos Correa. I think typically people say bat your third batter is your best all around hitter, and I would say Correa was that for the Twins last year. Sure, he didn't have the power of Buxton or you know the the hitting skills of a rise, but he still hit uh you know for a pretty high average and he got a decent chunk of home runs 
Um, I also think Correa will get better at coming in for the clutch. Uh, you know, it's just one year. That's a small sample size for those kind of things. Um, so, yeah, Correa is my number three hitter. Number four, Miranda. So, you know, some Twins fans might want me to include Miranda in the top three. I probably wouldn't. I think I think Miranda will be good. I think he'll definitely be a contributing member. At his ceiling, though, I see him at Jorge Polanco. That's who I see Miranda's ceiling as. I don't see him as an MVP-type player. I'd love for him to be an MVP-type player. That's just not what I, you know, that's just not what I see him becoming. So I have Miranda as my four-hitter. And you know what? I think this is a generally liked lineup, but I don't really like the flow of this lineup that well. Uh, just me personally. Um, so Miranda's our four hitter. Uh, he he should provide a bit of pop as a cleanup hitter, and uh, you know he's got he does slug well. Um, so our five hitter Alex Kirloff. You know he could be nuts, like he could be crazy, crazy, crazy good, or he could just bust. You know we really don't know with Kirloff. I feel like this. These next five players were really hard to make the lineup for just because of how, you know, their boomer bust uh, capabilities. Um, so we have Kirloff, Larnick, um, Vask, Larnick, well, we'll talk about Larnick first. Larnick hits the ball hard, doesn't, you know, he, I feel like he's kind of slightly better than Max Kepler. Um, in that sense, I feel like he's like definite swing and miss, although he's Kepler, but he hits the ball hard and not just on the metrics. Larnick can absolutely bomb a home run. Kepler, not as close, not as much as Larnick can. Um, I think I, Larnick as a six hitter, yeah, I think you're feeling pretty good. Vasquez as your seven hitter. If you look at Vasquez average, you're like, oh, that's nice, you know, 280 average, I think he had last year, 279. And you're like, w why is he hitting seventh? It's because if you look at the peripherals, on-base percentage was 300. So he only had, like, a f another 40 points to his average, or, uh, to his on-base at average uh, with walks. Um, also, he didn't slug that well or hit that many home runs, so he ended up having a relatively low OPS. It's nice to see him, uh, see him have that average, and I think it'll be nice having that average at the seventh spot. We just can't expect much more than from him other than singles and the occasional double. Our eighth hitter, Max Kepler. Kepler could end up being the best eight hitter in the league. He could also end up being the worst. You really don't know how the shift's going to play on him. And really, you don't know where his head's at, what what's going on, you know, whether he's going to figure out how pitchers are pitching to him or whatever. You know, it's Kepler. I think we've talked plenty, plenty enough about Kepler's wild card factor. Our nine hitter, oh, talk about wild card factor, Joey Gallo. Like I said, he could be the best nine hitter in the league. He could also be the worst. He's going to provide quite a bit of power and quite a bit of walks. I think he'd be a great person to turn the turn the lineup over and, you know, maybe get a couple walks for Buxton, Polanco, and Correa. Uh, of course, he's going to strike out a lot, so it's kind of risky to put him at the top of the, ro t top of the lineup. 
But I feel like, you know, that's it's a definite possibility, and I think definite a plus to have Gallo. And also, you might be thinking, Jesus, lineup's not very deep. Well, you have to keep in mind we have Lewis and Leon the right way, but you also have to keep in mind, look who our bottom three were at the end of last year. Palacios, Contreras, you know, who else? Hamil- Caleb-, Caleb Hamilton. Jake Cave, th- those were our bottom four hitters. You know, we're definitely in a better place than we were last year. Our next one, this one is kind of the. Oh, let me actually before that, let me redo this. Let me redo this one. Buxton, Polanco, Correa, Miranda, Kirloff, Larnick, Vasquez, Kepler, Gallo. Okay, this one is kind of the more sabermetrics, not aesthetically pleasing, but it'll definitely get the job done. And the main reason I'm saying that is because Joey Gallo is the leadoff hitter. I will say, this lineup feels deeper than it does before. The reason I say Gallo is the leadoff hitter is because he has he's a great base runner has and has great on-base skills. Plus, he'll provide a decent amount of power and, you know, hit a couple leadoff home runs, hopefully. It, it won't be nice to see your leadoff hitter hitting 190. Okay, but if you look at the peripherals, the the on-pace percentage, you know, the slugging percentage, it won't look as bad, okay? I, and I definitely think, I think personally, I would rather have him in the 9 spot than the 1 spot. But, you know, maybe it boosts his confidence and he gets back to that 230 hitter. He, we know he can be with the 130 OPS plus or whatever where he hits a, a bajillion home runs, you know? I think we could see that player back in him, and I think if we did, you know, maybe you wouldn't even want him to be the leadoff hitter then because of uh, all the homers he'll hit. You probably want him at the four spot. Our next hitter, Correa, is our second hitter. Um, Like I said in the first one, Correa and Polanco are really my go-to second hitters. As a matter of fact, I think I have them. Yeah, I have the two that I have them as a two hitter on every single one of these lists. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like just Correa is one of those people you put there. Doesn't exceed at a lot, but is pretty darn good at everything. Uh, so that's why I have Correa at two, Buxton at three. Um, it depends what his average is going to be next year, and you know, I think we know he's got the power. It's just. You know, what does that contact skills look like? How much is it going to strike out? Number four, we have Polanco. Like I said, the main reason we have him there is just because of how solid he is at driving and runs. And, you know, I think if you had to ask one player on this team that you'd want in a big spot, it'd probably be Polanco. Five, Miranda. See, this is what I meant by if this lineup feels with more depth with Gallo up front. You know, you're at the five spot and you still have Miranda. Six, Kepler. We've already talked about him a little bit. Boomer Bust. This is more in the boom side, but we have a definite boom side later on. Seven, Kirilov. Eight, Vasquez. And nine, Lonick. This was kind of, you know, I, these bottom four, like I said, so hard to make a lineup. It could, it could be the exact opposite bottom four. Really doesn't matter. They're, they're all similar. They're, they all have potential. And they all uh, may or may not come to that potential. Except for Vasquez, who's pretty solid. But, I mean, how many at best you want to give? This 
uh, this lineup. This is the lineup where, you know, you know, those people just say, I want the best player to get the most at-bats, regardless of how it looks in a lineup. You know, it's, it's a way of thinking. I basically just decided to kind of rank the hitters. Um, what we know right now and what we think they might end up being. Uh, number one, Buxton, I think, is widely regarded as the Twins' best hitter. Two, Correa. Three, Polanco. Four, Miranda. Five, Kirilov. Six, Vasquez. Seven, Larnick. Eight, Gallo. Nine, Kepler. I really, I, I like this lineup. I, I think it's a definite, so a definite, definitely a solid lineup. Um, just because of you know, how how deep it is, and also how it just kind of, you know, it, it fades out. You're never really too worried about the guy behind them. You always feel like somebody behind them is going to get the job done, and you're never worried about, oh, no, we've got the bottom four coming up, and we've got two men on with no outs. Uh, what a wasted opportunity. I, I feel like that doesn't happen that much with this lineup. Okay. This is... My personal favorite lineup, an interesting one for sure, a real interesting one for sure, but, you know, I kind of like it. Leadoff hitter, Kepler. Whoa, you know, you're thinking. 2019, Kepler was a great leadoff hitter for the Twins, and yeah, I know what you're also thinking. 2019, Kepler, we've heard it all before. I've heard it all before, too. However, I think Kepler was an aesthetically pleasing leadoff hitter. And I think he was a solid leadoff hitter. And I think nobody really complained when Kepler was a leadoff hitter. Who knows? Maybe Kepler being a leadoff hitter, maybe that's just where he's meant to bat. Now, I don't really see this happening on opening day if they're facing a lefty. And especially if Kepler doesn't do very well in spring training. And I mean extremely well he'd have to do. But I like this. I like having Kepler lead off. And, you know, Rocco's had him do that before. Maybe he'll have him do it again. Number two, Correa. Like I said, Correa Polanco, always going to be number two. Don't know why. They're just your number two hitters. Number three, Buxton. You know, this is kind of similar to the one where we had Gallo first. As a matter of fact, I want to see how close. Yeah, it's literally the exact same as the Gallo one, except... Two people are flipped around. Gallo and Kepler and Vasquez and Kirov. So our three hitter is Buxton. You know, like we've said, it, it really he's gonna have to cut down that strikeout rate a little bit if he really wants to be elite, elite, elite. Like elite elite. And he's also gonna have to stay healthy. Um our number four, Polanco, like we said, clutch. You know, I'd like to talk more about Miranda at the five spot. You know, I, I could definitely see him being higher. I don't think he's number three. I, don't, I, I think I'd be very surprised if he passed Curry and Buxton as the best hitter on the Twins uh, throughout the whole of 2022, like all, all of 22 combined, 2023 combined. Did I, how, how many times did I said 2022 this episode? I, I'm sorry. I meant 2023. I would be very surprised if he's better than Curry and Buxton for all of 2023. Curry or Buxton. You know, I feel like he's definitely a fan favorite. I don't think that's undeserving of him. But I think, you know, Twins fans, you got to calm down on Miranda. I think he'll be 
great. I think he might have one or two All Star teams in him. He's. I don't. I don't think he's going to be Byron Buxton. I don't think he's going to be Carlos Correa. I don't think he's going to be Rafael Devers. Okay, that's just my opinion. Anyways, number six, Joey Gallo. You know, if Gallo keeps, if Gallo and Kepler can turn a corner, this is a really, really solid lineup. Uh, especially with Gallo. Imagine like having Gallo as your six hitter. Twenty 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 one Gallo. Not with the Yankees. Twenty twenty one Gallo as your six hitter. That'd be awesome. Uh, and, and we even have Vasquez as our seven hitter, who is still hitting two eighty, and you know, above average, especially above average for a catcher. Uh, Kirloff hitting eighth, you know, imagine if all these guys click, this would be an absolutely killer lineup in Lernick batting ninth. So I'll read that one again. This is my favorite. I feel like it's got depth. I feel like you're always excited for the guy who's on deck. I feel like you're always excited for the guy who's in the hole. And I feel like the lineup turns over pretty quick. Kepler, Correa, Buxton, Polanco, Miranda, Gallo, Vasquez, Kirloff, and Larnick. Now, these next two lineups. I made these ones. I I felt like most of the season, I don't think these lineups are going to do anything justice. And I'm not talking about off days or anything like that. Or, you know, giving players rest. I'm not talking about that. Those aren't the lineups we're here to see. We want to see the actual lineups. This is a lineup with Royce Lewis in it, okay? And Royce Lewis will probably come back hopefully June. And, you know, I, there's been some conversation about him winning Rookie of the Year. Remember, he'd have, he'd, he'd be able to play enough games. Uh, Michael Harris the third or second, I can't remember which it is. Uh, but he won it last, he won it in 2022 for the Braves, and he only played 114 games. So I think Lewis should be able to play 114 games unless he gets injured a second time. Um, so anyways, here's our lineup. Royce Lewis. I think he's the man, man. I could definitely see him being the best player on the Twins. As a matter of fact, I could see Lewis Correa Buxton finishing 1-2-3 in American League MVP voting. I could. That'd be an awesome team. I could really see it happening. Um, I think, I think that'd be an awesome way to go. We also have our four-hitter, Polanco, five-hitter, Miranda, six-hitter, Vasquez, what a deep first six. And the bottom three ain't that bad either. But I think this shows the potential for the depth and the potential for a killer lineup the Twins are going to have. Well, how many times have I said killer this episode? Um, anyways, I think this could be an awesome, awesome lineup. Especially with the next lineup we're going to do. Um, but anyways, to finish that one off. Kirloff. As a seven hitter, you know, could be the best seven hitter in the league. Warnick, eighth hitter, probably wouldn't be the best eighth hitter in the league. And Gallo, the ninth hitter, like we said, great way to turn the lineup over and could be the best nine hitter in the league for sure. You know, this lineup definitely has a, a, a crazy potential, and so does the rotation. You know, and the bullpen is widely regarded to be easily in the top five, maybe top three. Uh, in all of MLB. Our final one. This might be a bit of a long shot. Especially for casual Twins fans. But this one has Brooksley in it. I think we could see Brooksley in August. As a matter of fact. I wouldn't be surprised if this was our playoff, playoff lineup. Uh, for the first round of the ALDS. Or first game one of ALDS. We have 
listen to this lineup. Lewis leading off. Oh my gosh, already. You know, your pitcher is peeing his pants. Correa. Ooh. Buxton. Oh, jeez. Lee. Oh my gosh. You know, when is it going to end? And they're not this we're not even close to the ending. Lee who's going to have he's probably going to hit over 300. He's going to be Luis Arise with power. Oh my gosh. And he can play defense. Ugh, scary. And we also have after Lee we have Miranda. Oh my gosh. The guy last year one of the most feared hitters on the Twins. One of the most feared hitters in the American League in July. You know, this is a scary top five. And then we still have Blanco at six. Holy cow. What? I, I mean, what a top six. And then we still have Larnick. Like I said, great. Vasquez. Awesome hitting catcher. And we still have Joey Gallo. This is why I'm excited for the Twins next year. Look at this potential lineup. We could see this in August. And you know what? Nobody's really leaving until 2025, 2026. I mean, my goodness, this is a scary lineup. This That, that bottom one, or the last one I've done. Lewis, Correa. Buxton, Lee, Miranda, still not out of the woods, Blanco, Larnick, Vasquez, Gallo, and it all flips over again. <sighs> that would be a lineup for the Twins. One thing I would like to note, though. Uh, you know, you might be wondering, how is this going to work? The first one, I'd have Lewis be second, and then Polanco DH. This is kind of what I'm thinking. The second one, I'd have Lee play third, Miranda play first, Lewis play second, Polanco DH, and then Vasquez would sit. And then in the first one, we'd have um, Kepler sit. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up now. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, this has been 18, a Minnesota Twins baseball podcast. I'm your host, Joe. Follow me on Twitter at 18TwinsPodcast. Who's excited for 2023 t- baseball? I sure am. And also, Jazz Chisholm. 20 or MLB the show 23 cover boy. I'll catch you guys next time.